Muspin, my friend, my new friend, Ethiopian friend, is here. And uh, he wanted to say a word of greeting to Great Hills Baptist Church, so we turn it over to you, brother. I'll stand here with you. Thank you so much, Pastor Danny, and thank you, everybody, for being here with us. Um, it's a great opportunity to be here, and uh, especially to attend the baptism ceremony together. Uh, God bless you all. Thank you. And it, it just reminded me to think about uh, Acts 8, um, Acts chapter 8. Uh, if, I hope everybody remembers about the Ethiopian eunuch and Mike Philip. And <laughs> when I see people get baptized there, then I was just thinking, oh, this is exactly the same scenario yes. that we had. Yes. Um, and that Ethiopian guy came from Ethiopia. He went all the way down north to Jerusalem to worship, but he doesn't know about Jesus Christ. He doesn't know about what has been written in the scripture. But God sent Philip, and he talked about gospel. He talked about Jesus Christ, and Ethiopian eunuch get uh, saved by Jesus Lord, and he get baptized. And he went back home to Ethiopia, and that might be the reason why Ethiopia is one of the oldest Christian nations in the world Amen. after Armenia. And that might be the reason why we Ethiopians traveled and came as Christian and uh, worshiping with you guys together. And I praise God for all the opportunities that he gave us here. Um, the biggest challenge, I mean, uh, we get formed or established as a church a little bit over like two years, and the biggest challenge at the very beginning of the church formation was a place to worship, a place to get together and a place to have fellowship. And we keep praying, and God gave us a direction to come and talk to you guys. And two of our church members came, they just knocked the door, and Pastor Rose is here. <laughs> and he opened the door for us, and he said, okay, this is a great idea. I'm gonna bring this to Pastor Danny's attention and church leadership. And guess what, in two weeks or three weeks later, Pastor Rose called us, hey, just bring your kids, and you guys can come and worship with us. Mm -hmm. So this is a big blessing. I need big hands for him. <laughs> So since the first day we came here, we have been uh, worshiping God. We are uh, really privileged to share a lot of full resources that you guys have. Trainings, guidance, counseling, prayers, ministering with kids, and you can mention. So we are fully loaded and fully pri privileged to be together with you guys. God bless you guys, and I'm very happy at this time, and um, uh, especially for this baptism. This is a great sign for me, church is alive. This is a great sign for me. If the church doesn't baptize people, that means the church is declining, yeah. the church is dying. So it, it tells me God is doing great thing for us, and we are growing, and we are expanding and pushing the border of the devil, and we're expanding the kingdom of the God. Amen. Uh, 
We are only about 110 adults and close to 75 kids under 20, I mean under 18. So it's closely 100, 185, 190. So for the kingdom of God, that's a lot of numbers, that's a huge number. And um, as you can see, uh, the biggest challenge and the biggest prey we have is like, just, I have one assignment for everybody. Just pray for us. God has everything, and we are looking for our own facility, our own building near future, because this is a collection of very young families with 75 kids, and we're still growing naturally. And, <laughs> and as you can see, God also brought a lot of new people for us, and they got baptized today, so we'll continue on that way. So just pray for us. It's not classwork, but this is homework. Whenever you think about Ethiopian church, please pray for us to expand. And please pray for us. God, it's going to give us, um, I don't know how, but God's going to give us new facility, a new building for us. And another assignment that I want to give to you is just, we don't have full-time pastor yet. We are just, uh, the eldership is only led by um, the uh, elders. So please uh, pray for us to have, uh, pray for us to have like full-time pastor as well, and pray for us just to go on based on the mission of the church, Matthew 28, to go out and to glorify and uh, to grow by the discipleship and so on and awesome. so forth. Thank you so much and God bless you. Test. Thank you, Pastor Danny, Pastor Thank Rose, and church leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, brother. I appreciate it. We'll pray for you. All right, thank you. Praise the Lord. All right. Amen. Thank you, Musman. Okay, uh, Alex, Ignatius, where are you, brother? Why don't you come? Why don't you pray for us, Alex, these two prayer requests, that God would grant them facilities and a pastor. How's that? And, uh, boy, it's a, that's a wonderful prayer request. So as Alex is coming up, he is the next person I want to talk to. I want to do a little interview with him. And let me, let me talk to you, first of all, about your ministry here at Great Hills. And then I do want you to pray for our brothers in just a moment, okay? Alex Ignatius uh, works for, is it EA Sports? Is that right? In the game. Amen. He is a very gifted engineer. He leads a group that meets at Great, Great Hills um, on Monday nights, have a Monday night uh, worship service, uh, mostly uh, Indian brothers and sisters, but we do have a few people look like me in there on Monday <laughs> night, I, I noticed. And uh, I met with them on Monday night. They had an amazing worship service, had a special guest speaker who has a ministry reaching millions of people, especially in the Bihar area. Yes. And so uh, they had about 70, I think I counted around. It's, it's around uh, 100. It's 100? Yes. You had about 100 Monday nights? So, Corey, add those to our numbers, all right? So, uh, <laughs> so add those to the, to the collection. But, Alex, we, we love you. Tell us just a little bit about what you guys do on Monday night and uh, talk to us a little bit. Certainly. So uh, there are three main um, uh, incidents or events, you know, as, as Christians, there is no luck or coincidence in our lives. Yeah. It's God's sovereign providence. So it all started with a, a late night call from one of my friend uh, from East Coast telling me, hey, uh, one brother in Austin needs some help. Uh, could you just reach out to him? So I asked him, how do you know this? All that he had is a name and a number. So 
I asked him, how do you know him? No, another friend uh, called me and told me. How did he know him? Oh, another friend called and told him. <laughs> so I said, okay, so all that I have is, I don't know what the problem is and what it is, what is the need. So that evening after my work, I told my wife I'll be late and then I drove uh, and picked him up late in the evening. Um, then we went to, we didn't know where to, I took him to uh, eat and he was very silent almost all through the discussion and everything. Then it was about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, we parked in the parking lot near the restaurant and then I asked him, brother, what do you need? Like, um, how can I help you, really? Uh, then on the way, I don't know if it was a monetary need, so I just pulled up some cash from ATM also and took it with me. And I gave it to him, he said, no, 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 brother, that's not what I need. Mm. So I asked him, what do you need? So he said, I, I wanted someone to cry with, I wanted someone to pray with. Mm. So I said, why, what is going on in your life? His wife just went through a third miscarriage. Oh, and she's not in the country, she's elsewhere. He's all alone here. And my first question back to him was that, uh, do, you, do you attend church or do you have a community of friends to help you or anything? No, brother, all of Saturday and Sunday I have to work. And it is not out of my want or desire. It's a dire need to make my ends meet. I need to work. I can't plug in anyone. So I felt it really broke my heart and I prayed with them. I compelled them so much to take the money and he refused it, all that I needed. So I told them, what, then he asked me at the end of it, could, could you do this at least whenever you can with me? I said, okay, I'll, I'll. so we committed to do it once in a week. Couple of weeks passed by, another brother, through some wild contacts, reached out to me again saying, and this, this brother was a non-believer. And he said, I have a need and I need to, again I asked him where, where you got my number, where you got my contact. He gave me a name that I did not know at all. And then he gave me a name that, so I said, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, so I'll go and minister. So anyway, as I was already ministering to this person, I brought both of them together. So once in a week in the evenings, uh, I used to pick both of them on my car and then go and park in HEB parking lot or somewhere and I shared gospel with them. And I was just asking the need of their families and then praying with them and everything. And one of the, the non-believer gave his heart to Christ and uh, this brother was built up and everything and all that was going on. But I started keeping it in my prayer and so was my wife. And the third incident nailed it down for us. Uh, we were up in Domain with normally uh, Sunday after, uh, after Sunday we go to church, uh, we go to eat out. And then we were up in Domain. Um, I'm not going to name the restaurant, a famous Italian chain, you would know. So... <laughs> So I was up there, we were having our lunch. It so happened that, I just, I, just uh, I mean, sarcastically say that, like I said, there is no, it just so happens in our lives. The same person waited on our table for the third time in a row that we are visiting there. So we had kind of established a little bit of chat with him. So I asked him during the service, he was talking to my daughter, my wife and myself, and I asked him, hey, uh, do you go to church? Because we have come here this many times after our church and you've been waiting on our table. When do you go to church? And he asked me, are you a Christian? I said, yes. Are you a pastor? He said, no. no. So why did you ask that? And he said, I have waited upon so many pastors in this restaurant. Mm. I have served so many church groups in this restaurant. No one ever cared how I go to church. Uh, they all appreciated my service. Uh, come on. They all really preached me. They all told me, but no one ever asked me. That's why I asked, are you a pastor? A man who's, I mean, a layman, you have that burden. And then he looked at my daughter and asked, who, 
what is a church? What is a church? And she was saying, uh, people. So I said, then he told me, Alex, she's the church. Your wife is a church. You are the church. It's not a building. It is the people coming together. Yeah. I told him, humbly, brother, I want to share with you. The same scripture that says that also says, never forsake the assembling of the brethren. And he said, yes, I do. Yes, I know. But where do I go? Who has a service for me? So on Wednesday evenings, we brothers just get together. And we read some scripture together. And we pray together. And you know, sometimes we even do communion together. And if you know of any service anywhere, that is on a, not on a Saturday or Sunday, or Friday evening or Saturday or Sunday, where none of the restaurant workers can take off, right, right. I would go. Right. That really broke our heart and, you know, the, the voice in the wilderness, many times it's Holy Spirit, sometimes it's our wives. So, <laughs> during, <laughs> you know, during one of our evening walks in the park, Lizzie asked me, why don't we do something about it? Because it's not once, it's not twice, it's three times in a row. Mm -hmm. Three times in a row, God has brought people to us to minister to. So that's how, I, I mean, on, then the, it's, again, it's so quotes and quotes happened that. Two weeks later, I was meeting Pastor Danny and Pastor Ross. Nothing related to this completely different subject, completely different things. Uh, during lunchtime, Ravi and I came together. We were meeting with them. We were discussing with them. And somehow I had ushering in my heart saying, I didn't even think of it talking or anything like that. So I had ushering in my original intent was to do it at my home once in a week and things like that because I do lead the many other uh, gatherings. So, I mean, the Holy Spirit inspired in my heart, tell Danny about it. Tell, tell, tell them about it. Tell them about it. I contain, contain, contain. Then finally I said, uh, pastors, this is, our, this is the desire that God put in our heart. And then what? And both of them were taken aback a bit. And then the very next week they came back and said, you know what? We should do it. Go ahead and do it. We spoke in the, uh, in the pastor's meeting. And you know, that, that was very profound. Like uh, so many, all, how many of us, I mean, on last uh, Monday worship service, I asked people, how many of you eat out? I've been eating out for two decades that all along that I've been in this nation. I never ever, I was so convicted in my heart. Why I didn't think? Think about all the people who, are, who work in security, who are securing the premises in our office places. Yeah. Where do they go to church on, the, on Sundays? Where else they would go? Think about so many other workers. So God, God really convicted us. And that's how we opened a, a Monday worship service. And guess what? First three, four weeks, no one came. Only us, a few group of Indian, I mean, there's a beautiful scripture that says, there are many plans in a man's heart, but the Lord's counsel will stand. So we were praying that day, Ravi, myself, a group of us Indian brothers, we were so heartbroken, like, Lord, it is you who put this desire in our heart, and no one has come in, and everything, and we were really broken, and we went home, and the next Monday we came back, and an elderly saint from our church brought a man, uh, a man who's working in Costco, bringing in saying that, I heard about there is a Monday worship service now available. And I always shop at Costco. I saw him, I met him, I knew him, I asked him. He said, oh, is it? There is a non-Sunday service available somewhere. And he started attending. And from there on, thanks to the, I mean, single adults ministry here in our church, each of them have a heart to share. And they started wherever they go for shopping. So we printed 
I, I stole on Pastor Danny's idea. We printed small uh, uh, visiting cards kind of a thing where one side just it says, do you miss Sunday service because of your work schedule and the other side, our church address and things like that. Everywhere I go to eat now, when I sign the check, I just leave one of those cards slip underneath yeah. and I pray for them. Yeah. And I pray for them because nowadays it's convenient that in the check, the name of the waiter is printed. So, I don't know, we may not pay attention, but I pray for them. Lord, if this is the person whom you want to come. So, that's how it started. And, and you know, God has been leading. There were ups and downs and everything, but consistently now people have started coming. People have started listening to the word of God. And as Pastor Danny said, Lord's counsel will stand. We thought we are starting for a specific group of people. Now, everybody comes. Everybody, all ethnicity, all nations, and everyone come. And that's, that's Monday. So, at least from now, if you had not thought about it, definitely share, especially in the places where you eat. Anytime where you see a person who may or may not be able to attend Sunday service, if you can, we always meet in room number 158 in building, uh, student building, and we are open, and uh, Brother Joel, who leads our worship here, leads our prize and worship there. It's been a great blessing, and a group of brothers, just we all volunteer, and we come together on Monday evenings, and we serve the people whom God brings to us. Amen. Thank you. Thank Brother you. Hold on, just a second. Just a second. Okay. So good. Just about a year ago, not quite a year ago, we uh, ordained uh, you and uh, Ravi to the deacon ministry here at Great Hills. And Alex and Ravi and their families are a wonderful, wonderful part of Great Hills. And so we're so thrilled that God is blessing the Monday night service. And so that was an issue of invitation to all of our people. As you talk to people and meet with people, Many people in the restaurant industry just cannot get off. They cannot get off. So we have a Monday night service. He preaches the word. Joel leads them in praise and worship, and they have a, they have a great time. So, uh, Mustafin, come, come on back up. We're going to pray over you and pray over your congregation. And um, I love to hear Alex pray. So he's going to pray specifically for you guys to be able to find you a place. You're welcome here as long as the Lord leads you here, but to find your own facility and also for a pastor. So, Alex, would you pray for us, brother? Sure. Amen. Could we hold hands? Yes, yes, yes. Come on over here. Just... Amen. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory and honor, O oh Lord. Mm-hmm. And Father God, as we sang, it's all about you, your glory, O oh Lord, in our lives, O oh Master. Father God, I pray for our Ethiopian brothers and sisters, O oh yes, Master. Yes. The Bible promises us you are the one who pre-marks and enlarges our territories, O Master. And Father God, I pray that, O Master, you will show them the territory that you have pre-marked for them, O Master. And Father God, the waters that you showed in the wilderness, O Master, the way that you showed in the wilderness, O Master, Father God, I pray that, Father God, they delight in you and may the desires of their heart be granted unto them, O Lord, to glory for you even higher, to know you even closer, to raise your banner even higher, O Master. Jehovah Nissi, we pray that, O Lord, the banner, the Lord is our banner, and that banner would arise and shine so the world to see, O oh Master, yes. we give you glory and honor, O oh Lord. And Father God, at your name, at the name of Jesus, every knee will, shall bow, every tongue shall confess, yes. O oh Master. And Father God, in our church, thank you for bringing every knees from all ethnicity, all background, together to bow at your name. 
and father god we pray that oh master you will give them a territory and father god we pray for a shepherd oh lord yes, you yes. are our master shepherd and father god and we pray that oh lord you will give them a shepherd in this world and father god we pray that oh lord he will be a man of god yes. a man after your own heart oh master Amen. Amen. to lead them and guide them oh lord and father god we bless the ethiopian church yes. in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit oh lord and father god may your hand be upon them as moses said in the wilderness after leading israelites for so many years in the wilderness he said if i have found favor in your grace father god let me see your glory mm. let me see your grace and father god may that be the desire may that be the desire of these people let them see your grace let them see your glory yes. let them see your power let yes. them see your provisions yes. let them see your might oh lord yes. we give them we give you all glory and honor in the mighty and matchless name of our lord and savior Jesus. we pray amen. amen 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 thank you god bless you thank you we love you man you're awesome we thank you thank you lord all right so um Stu Smithson is in the house. Stu, where art thou? Come on up here. See you, Stu. Woo-hoo. Man, we love this guy. He is uh, one of our dear friends and pastors here. My brother from Arkansas, and uh, we, we love Stuart Smithson. So I'm going to hand this off to you, and I'm just going to let you guys know that maybe our guest, uh, beginning of this year, January 2018, after many weeks of prayer and seeking the Lord, uh, we commissioned about 30-plus of our people, great deacons, tithers, givers, worship leaders, and we said, would you go and help Brother Stu in the Leander uh, Cedar Park area? Stuart at the time was our young adult pastor doing a great job for us, but he had a call from God to pastor and to plant a church. And so uh, what we did is uh, financially and with people, uh, we, we invested in Stu. And um, I tell you guys, God is doing He's doing amazing things through this church. And I, I'm just so, can I say this, Stu, in a good way, just proud, proud of you and proud of this church in a really good way. So, Great Hills, I just wanted you to hear uh, Stu talk for just a little bit. He preached this morning at 10 o'clock, and then he rushed over here to be with us just to give an update to our church, kind of where they are and what they're doing. So, Stu, I'll turn it over to you. Hey, thank you guys so much. Pastor, you, you don't know how great the need is sometimes until you jump into it yeah. and, and really dive in and see what's going on. And, uh, and the area that we are in right now uh, with, this, with this new church uh, is an area of great need. Mm -hmm. um, about 85% of the population does not attend a service, church service anywhere, mm. um, anytime during any week. Uh, it is a very lost, uh, it is a very lost area. Um, we also have a lot of young families in that area. And one of the things that we knew that we were going to need to do pretty quickly was, was to grab a, a children's focus. We've got 6,500 elementary school students within a 10-minute drive of wow, where we my, meet my. at the elementary school that we lease. Wow. That's a lot, by the way. Um, and, and those elementary school students have moms and dads and brothers and sisters and all. And so uh, today we actually had our, uh, we've hired a kids and family pastor um, who came Good. in from Virginia and uh, he starts. Uh, he starts this week. Sweet. Um, so we are we're excited. God has done so much in in so short of an amount of time already. Uh, we've had we've baptized three people already, yeah. Yeah. and uh, praise the Lord. Yeah. So uh, it's a little bit different. So we've got a a horse tank, a water trough that we bought from the tractor supply company, 
and we take it outside and we fill it up with water. And uh, so after we get done with the service, we dismiss everybody. They go get their kids. We all gather around and we dunk people in a, in a plastic tub. So uh, it's pretty awesome though. That's awesome. And uh, so many people who are looking, we, uh, we're in a series right now called Storytellers. We talked about Zacchaeus today and how, how he, was, he had something in his life that was missing and he was mm -hmm. looking for someone who could make a difference. And how we walk by all kinds of people every day that, that there's something in their life that's missing. And, and the question that we asked was like, who, why, why didn't anybody tell Zacchaeus before? Mm. Who, was, who, was telling, who was speaking into Zacchaeus' life before, before Jesus? And that's, that's where we come in. Amen. That's our job. That's Amen. our mission is to go into those pockets of people who are far from God yeah. and bring a message of hope, a message of change, a message of life. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's slow going. We had uh, this thing at the, at the upfront that uh, let's not overestimate what we can do in a year but not underestimate what God wants to do in 10. Yeah. And uh, so far, God is way blowing us away in what he can do in one. And uh, we've, I think we had around 100 people today uh, that were there. That is amazing. And, uh, that is amazing. Yeah. 100 people. Thank you, Lord. Uh, and the, the testimonies that we're getting, are, are people are inviting, they're bringing coworkers and friends and neighbors and new people that have moved into the area. And yeah. we're getting people that are coming from, because they saw one of our mail outs or they, they hit us on a Google search, churches near me, and we popped up. How about that? <laughs> and... Uh, and they, and they come. And uh, so, so it's, it's been really, really, awesome. really, really neat. We have a guy that, that comes now that uh, he, was, he was at work and he said, I, he was talking to somebody that said, I, I need to find a church. I need to get back into church. Uh, is there a, anybody that you can recommend, any church? He said, well, I don't know, but I've got a buddy that I work with that talks about his church all the time. You ought so to go good. check that out. So and it was us. So, uh, so yeah, God is, God is doing some, some really amazing things. And I'm also in a, in a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of other church planters and church revitalizers and church starters. And, and w I cannot say enough to Great Hills Baptist Church what it means to have been sent the way that we were. Yeah. We, we can do ministry. We're freed up to be able to do things that a lot of other church plants, a lot of other church starts are not able to do because they either don't have the funding or they don't have the people. Yeah. And, and it's amazing to, to look at it, not just here, but even, even around the state of Texas, the way that people have planted and the struggles that a lot of folks have uh, up front. Not that that's not a, you know, it's not a good way to do it too, but, but we were able to come in and start ministry from day one. Yeah. Um, and so thank you so much for sending us with people who have a desire to reach the people around them in their neighborhoods and in their, in their areas and for, for funding. Um, it's amazing because, you know, just like, just like your place, we've got a lot of young families. We don't have a lot of, uh, a lot of new believers or a lot of uh, believers who have been in church for a long time. So funds are, you know, they're a little bit tougher to come by sometimes. But God has been very, very faithful in the people that, that Great Hills commissioned to go and to send with us. So thank you so much. Thank you, Stu. It's um, such a blessing to hear. And that 30 has now become 100. That's amazing growth. And a lot of that is, well, all the glory goes to God. And, but I do, I do thank God for you, Stu. You have a heart for people. And I just want to encourage you to keep keeping the Great Commission before your people. Keep on loving them. Keep preaching to, to reach one, reach one more. And so, um, uh, Man, it's just so good to see you. We miss you around here, but we know you're where you're supposed to be. Well, we, we miss you guys too dearly. 
Um, and, and to know that you guys are praying for us yes, and, uh, and keeping us in your thoughts, um, you know, either through social media, every time we post something from the cornerstone page and, and we see great Hills people that, you know, it's like, all right, we're, they're, they're praying for us because I, I hope and I pray that that's what you guys are doing whenever you click the like button yeah. or comment on anything is, is pray for us also, awesome. Awesome. um, that the gospel will go forth and, it's, it's so much easier to keep that vision of the Great Commission in front of us when we are sent from a church that has a heart and a vision and a pastor that loves people from everywhere, all walks, all nations, with the Great Commission mm-hmm. focus in mind. And so uh, planting churches with that focus yeah. is, is key. That's awesome. And uh, so thank you, guys. God bless you, brother. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. See you. <laughs> all right. I told you today is, is, is really different, but part of the reason why I wanted to do what I'm doing today is I want you to be encouraged. I want Great Hills Baptist Church at 10,500 Jollyville just to get a, a glimpse of some of the things that God is doing that you may not ever know and may ever heard. You, you may say, well, where, where, where are we? What's happening? This is what's happening. Two more things, and then what we'll do is we won't have a formal invitation today, Brother Terry. We'll just, uh, when I'm done, we'll just be done. We'll sing everybody out, and they can go to the domain and eat, all right? So, (laughs) Alex. So, we have another congregation that you may not know about, about 250 of them today that are joining us, and this would be called our online uh, congregation. Uh, This is from Facebook and uh, Twitter and uh, YouTube. And here are the nations, <laughs> the nations that since January have been joining us in worship at Great Hills. The, the first nation, the largest nation, which would be Texas, I'm just kidding, the United States of America. Another large group worshiping with us is India, then Canada, the Philippines, Nepal, United Kingdom, New Zealand, Germany, South Korea, Italy. South Africa, Hong Kong, Brazil, Ethiopia, Netherlands, very large uh, group from Kenya, then a, the lar- one of the largest groups is Vietnam, then Guatemala, Mexico. I'm right here, and I don't have time to read to the end of the page, okay? It's amazing, Great Hills. So somebody asked me today, they said, yeah, thank you, Lord. It was, it was Trey McElfish, and Trey said, Pastor, how does this happen? And Trey, I think I gave you a bad answer. I, I don't know how this happens. Uh, I, I told him a little bit that I'm getting old, and I've been around, and I've been to a lot of these nations. Great Hills is older than I am and been around and, and, and preaching the gospel. But that, I, that can't, we can't take credit for that. I, I don't know what all God's doing out in that community, in that online community, but people are finding us. They're worshiping with us, and we never, we never see it. And some of the, I, could, I didn't mention Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Pakistan are nations that are tuning in and watching us. Okay, James Cross, come on. Hannah, come on up here. This is our last group we want to hear from today. So, somebody please tell me, if you don't know the answer, I'm going to turn in my pastoral card and go eat worms and die, okay? (laughs) Somebody please tell me there's a three-word emphasis that Great Hills has been focused on throughout 2018. I'll even give you a head start. It says four 
That's great. For the one. And that's what we've been preaching. We base this out of Luke 15, 4. It's a familiar passage of scripture where Jesus talks about uh, the one sheep that has gone astray and the good shepherd will leave the 99 and he will go out and he will find that one lost sheep, put him on his shoulders, bring him back and everybody celebrates. Well, uh, one of the things that I just love about our church is not only the multi-ethnic, multinational, but also the multi-generational. And so we have before us uh, here today some of our more seasoned veteran members, James Cross, and we have one of our younger ones in Miss uh, Hannah Armstrong. So Hannah, I understand you got a, a new business that's just starting out, and um, true story, young entrepreneur. How old are you? Nine. Nine years of age. So tell us a little bit about your business and tell us how that business relates to Mr. Cross over here. So I have a business, and so what I do is I, will, I bake stuff. And so my um, Aunt Jo called me and was going to send me some money. And she said that instead of trying to get the brownies all the way back up to her, she lives far away, just to give them to someone around Austin. And so we decided, me and my mom decided to give them to Mr. James Cross. Awesome. That's good. Thank you. Sure. She owns her, her business of baking brownies. Awesome. And she gave those brownies. Uh, I guess you could say Mr. James was your one, right? He was your, your one. So, James, let me come over to you and just uh, interview you here for just a minute. Hannah, you stay with us. And tell us what happened to those brownies. Did you eat them all, brother, or what happened? Well, no, I didn't eat them all. Uh, and I really didn't think about for the one initially. But she expressed to me, says, share them with someone. Mm. And I have a Muslim family that I'm very good friends with. Mm-hmm. In fact, they love me love me deeply and uh, their their son is nine years old how about that and he had expressed to me a few weeks before we were chatting and he says I love chocolate (laughs) (laughs) so I decided and I got thinking how can I turn this into for the one and I thought about this young fellow and I said I called and I said can I bring him some brownies Mm. And they were getting ready to leave, and I said, it'll only take a couple of minutes. So I took them over, and I gave, told him that I had them at church today. One of my young friends gave me some brownies, and, I wanted, and she wanted me to share them with somebody, and I thought about you. And he looked at me, and he said, oh, thank you. And I got one of the biggest hugs I've gotten in a long time. Yeah. But this family has been a struggle to cracked the door of Christianity with. Mm-hmm. Mom had had a very bad experience when they lived in California prior to moving back to Singapore and then returning to the United States. And she told me, when she told me they were Muslim, she told me about how she was treated. Mm-hmm. And I said, I make two promises to you. One, I will never treat you like that. Mm-hmm. And two, I'll live my life before you so you can see Christ in me. Yeah. Now, I still didn't really crack the door. It cracked the door in a medical emergency. Mm-hmm. Her husband's diabetic, and he had a diabetic episode, and she brought the son over, almost in tears, and said, Miss Cross, my, my husband's in a diabetic shock. Mm-hmm. Said, I've called 911, mm-hmm. and I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. 
I need somebody to keep the sun until we can get know what's going to happen. And I just I looked at her and I said, you know, you know we're Christian. Can we pray for you? Amen. And she said, please do. Yeah. Fast forward a few years, two or three years. He is, he was in remission from lymphoma cancer. Mm. And he's like 40, 45, 45 years old. Okay. And she came to me and she said, the cancer has returned. He's going to be going back into treatment. We're going to MD Anderson to find out what's going on. Says, can you pray for us? And we did. After Miss Cross passed away, they basically adopted me. The son, they have no living male parents on either side of the, either the husband and wife. So I have become a surrogate father to them and adopted their son as my grandson, so to speak. He wanted to know what he could call me. Now, in nutrition, males are called papa. So his dad is Papa. And sometimes we get confused when he says Papa because we don't know who he's talking to because I'm Papa Cross. <laughs> so that's the short of it. That's good. But I'd like to share something with Alex and Ravi too. Yeah, please do. I walk and I have the great opportunity to meet many Indian in the park. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you this and then I'll close with this. Okay. I met, was talking to a young, a young Indian the little boy had waved at me, and I walked over and said, what a beautiful child you have. And I've never had anybody get mad at me for admiring their children yet. And I started sharing a little bit about this, and I offered him a card. Now, Mom had not said one word. A she card. Said, what, what kind of card? Uh, our For the One card. I mean, our Church Great Hills Baptist Church card. I know. I just want to. Okay. I carry those. <laughs> I carry those in my billfold, and I carry a little special ID things when I walk, so I don't have to count my pockets full. And Mom had not said one word, and the young man said, "I don't think I'm interested." And Mom said, "Take the card." <laughs> and she did, and he did, and I went on. But I told him about our Indian our Indian population within the church and our awesome. Indian ministry on Monday night. Excellent. But anyway, Hannah, thank you for the brownies. Yeah. I'm not sure how good a job I did last Sunday of thanking you. Oh. But I love you. I appreciated it. And we turned it in to a mission or two for the one. Amen. Thank you, Hannah. God bless you. Thank you, James. Love you, brother. So I love, um, I love that, James, that... Um, that, that they refer to you as Papa. I, I think that's beautiful. I think you're being a great example of Christ uh, to, to your neighbors. Hannah, are you here? I know you're here somewhere. Hannah, my sweetie. Come here. You and Jeffrey come up here for just a minute. One, one last thing, and then we'll, uh, we'll go. You know, we're, we're blessed at uh, Great Hills. As um, Leighton told me, uh, Leighton, where are you? There you are. Leighton told me, said, Dad, we have 17 uh, new members join Great Hills in this month, which is fantastic. And we're always wanting to grow, whether conversion growth, that's wonderful. We also loved our church to grow biologically. <laughs> okay. So, uh, there he is. There he is. Awesome. Is she? Sweet. So, 
We've been holding on to this news for many, many weeks, and uh, we wanted to wait. You're about 13 weeks now, Kimberly. You're a prophetess. Yeah, you are. Kimberly came up to me about five or six weeks ago. We were on a, a bat cruise on the Ladybird Lake with the leadership here at the church, and Kimberly said, Hannah's pregnant. Hannah's, Hannah's pregnant. I just know she's pregnant. I was like, I, I, okay, okay. <laughs> if you know Kimberly, she just, she just will tell you like it is. And she goes, I, I just know she, you can just tell. You can just look. And I knew Hannah was about five or six weeks pregnant at that time, and I was just playing dumb. It's hard to lie. I mean, lying is not good. So uh, she's due on March the 4th, Daniel Van Cleve. That's your birthday. And Leighton Forshee, that is your birthday. And so that is going to be his or her birthday. So we're just proud of y'all. We love you. We're excited. Mom and I are very excited. So amen. You, God bless you. Love you, you, babe. Proud of you. So Jeffrey, bless you, man. Thank you. So Jeffrey and Hannah, appreciate them. They had a great parenting uh, conference uh, this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday. It was so, done so well. Thank you for your, your ministry. So Great Hills, uh, we love you. We're praising God for the wonderful things that he's doing in our church and through our church. And Mike Miracle, I couldn't help but think about you while we're just standing up here. All these dear Indian brothers and Ethiopian brothers and... Um, makes me think of our brothers on the other side of the planet that we're going to go see here before too long as God is continuing to use Great Hills to touch the, the nation. So I tell you what I want to do. I want to say God bless you, I love you, and go eat. All right, you're dismissed.